take your Bibles now and turn to John. John chapter 19. John in chapter 19. We appreciate you all being here. We're going to be looking at verses 19, uh, no, chapter 19, verses 25 through 30. And I'm going to ask that we read all these together. So please stand together with me for the reading of God's Word. John chapter 19, verses 25 through 30. Let's read these all together. In verse 25, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus His mother and His mother's sister, Mary the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw His mother and the disciples standing by whom He loved, He saith unto His mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith He to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour the disciple took her into his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the Scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar, and put it upon hyssop, and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. And let's pray. Father, I ask that thou hast blessed this message to come. I bless the hearts of thy people through the preaching of thy word now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. This will be shortened because of time. But I want you to listen today uh, as we speak some things out of this passage here in John chapter 19. And uh, we'll do our best to say this. In the darkest hour of Christ's life, what does He do? He proves again who He really is. He proves His magnificence. He proves His greatness. And He had the largest of hearts because Jesus is the prime example for us in life, in all of life, in love and in manner. And He reveals to us the importance and necessity here to consider our moms. And I, this is what I want to speak of this morning. You know, Mother's Day is a set day. It's planned. It's set. It's a day to focus on mom. It's a day to focus on her life. And no matter what the relationship you might have with your mother, she's your only mother. And she is your mother. And think about it. You owe a large portion of your life to her. If not all of it, you wouldn't be here without her. You wouldn't have an opportunity to have eternal life, which is what we just dealt with, if, if you hadn't, your mother had not given birth to you. You wouldn't be in the privileged position of being a part of the very kingdom of God. The greatest thing there is, it's such a grand kingdom, we can't even comprehend. I, I was sitting here as we are taking the Lord's Supper, wondering, why me? Why me, Lord? I mean, I'll, I'll receive it willingly and I'm glad. But why me? Well, if you hadn't have been born into this world, no matter how hard it's been, or how great it's been, you wouldn't have had that opportunity to receive Jesus Christ and enter into His eternal kingdom. So think about this as we speak this morning of Jesus. The weight of sin 
is on him. He's actually becoming sin, the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 5.21. At this time, the judgment of the Father is on Him. The wrath of God has fallen on His Son, so the mercy of God can fall upon us. He's tasting death for every man. He's doing the greatest work in history. He's doing the most difficult task ever given, redemption of mankind. The most horrifying event in history has taken place. Jesus has taken sin upon Himself. The most beautiful event in history has taken place. Jesus is accomplishing reconciliation for us to get back to the Father. And it's so amazing. If you, if you see what has taken place through the pain, through the suffering, the jeering, the mocking that he went through, all the tortures, the false accusations, but the travail of the soul, the travail of his soul for sin. You know, Jesus overcame a lot that day. Overcame sin, death, hell, and the grave for us. Well, the grave came later, three days later. But he overcame all these. He's doing the greatest work He's doing what God sent him to do. He's at the hour where he said, Father, take me from this hour. But yet I came for this hour. This is why I'm here. His humanity, sure he shied away. Who wouldn't? But he's God's son. He went and endured the cross, despising the shame, so that we could all be saved. So he could one day, he could also sit down at the right hand of the Father on high. But through all this travail... In the work, I mean, at the darkest hour, if you notice here, he's about to die. He's about to give up the ghost. It's at the end. This didn't happen at the beginning. This happened at the end. He is looking down. And what does he see? There's mom. He sees mom. There she is. Been there all his life. You know, he saw his mother. Sometimes that's all it takes is just to see her. A mother's love endures all. And then seeing what he's going through. There's mom. Mom's always been there. You know, mom was there at conception. Mom was there throughout the pregnancy. Caring for herself so that she might care for him. Mom was there at childbirth. Interesting with Mary. She's a very young woman. She had no hospital. She had no modern helps. She had no midwives. She had no experience. She gave birth to him. We don't know the truth, uh, what really happened, but he let, she laid him in a manger. And so in infancy, she's cared for his safety. She didn't know much. She's a very, very young woman. She cared for him when he could not care for himself. And this is the Lord Jesus Christ we're speaking of. In childhood, provision for him, Rearing him up, raising him just like any other young man would be raised, teaching him the ways of God. He learned who he was as he grew. You know, just like all of us. Jesus realized who he was as he grew. We know it by 12, by 12 years old, he knew who he was. He knew who his father was, he knew what his task was at hand, but his mother was there with him through it all. 
You know, even when she lost him during the Passover feast, it says she sought him for three days sorrowing, never gave up till she found him, like any good mother would do. When he got his call and his anointing and the baptism that he, went, that he uh, had, she was there. When his ministry began, mom was there. You better believe it, mom's going to be there. You know, that's the thing. Mom's always going to be there. She's a faithful mother. His first miracle, mom was there. Mom actually tried to initiate it and instigate it, getting him to do it. He said, let me serve the father, not you, mom. And here she's trying to push him to do something. His first of, his first of miracles happened in Cana. And then the crowd started to develop. And it got so, I mean, there were so many, it says multitudes were coming and showing up, that the crowds were coming so uh, thick and rapidly that they were trodden one another over foot to see him. Mom was there. She might have been in the back because she couldn't get in, but she was there for it all. When he was false accused and called a devil. Now you don't, you don't speak evil of a mother's son, do you? The Bible calls it a bear robbed of her whelps. You don't do it. When he's called the devil himself, when he's false accused, when he's threatened multiple times to be killed, he's hated more, loved more than all men, but hated more than all men. You see the loyalty of his mother. You see her unconditional love. She's there for it all. You see that binding connection. She's bound in the heart. I know a lot of mothers, their whole life is bound up in their children's lives. And they get, and it's like a binding. You say, the, what is it? The umbilical cord never truly is cut. They're connected for life. And it ought to be that way. He watched, she watched him grow. She watched the high points when the crowds were coming. But when she, the lowest of lows, Jesus is being executed as a criminal. Didn't even really get proven to be one. Obviously he wasn't. But they're going to execute him. She's going to be there. There's mom. And it's interesting because, you know, the, when she, he was first born, Simeon told her, you know, there's going to be a sword that's going to pierce your heart also. You're going to see some things that you, no mother ought to see. Have to go through with a child. But mom was there. What I want to know is, is where were all the brothers? And the brothers aren't anywhere around. The Bible doesn't speak of the brothers. We know that dad, Joseph, his stepdad, had probably passed away at an early age. But we just, I believe that's probably the truth. And so Jesus was forced to raise his younger brothers. I, the Bible even gives their names. I'll give them to you in a minute. And he, he raised his younger brothers. He became the carpenter. Used to be Joseph was the carpenter. Now it's Jesus is the carpenter. He took on the family business. Obviously, he put it away at 30 years old when he went into the ministry and uh, followed God so that he could accomplish our redemption. But when he looks off the cross, it says he saw his mother. He loved his mother. He cared for his mother. I want you to notice something here. You know, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the other three Gospels speak of, at the cross, women looking at Jesus afar off. They were there. 
His, his faithful followers were there. But they were far off. They were aghast and in shock. What is taking place here? What they, they are taking the life of the one we gave our all to follow. But if you notice, mother moved in close. It says in verse 25, there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother. Mom moved in close. She was right there by the cross speaking words. She was right there. That's what mothers do. Very close. She saw his agony. She felt his pain. And she suffered with him at his side. Now, you know, uh, I think a lot of times mothers go through a phase of sadness and they, can, they experience a condition of loss. And what that loss entails is their children are growing up. And their children grow and they get their own lives. And they have their own dreams. And she feels left behind. She feels forgotten. She feels unseen. My mom used to tell me that. While the, while the child dreams and grows. Kind of the cycle of life. You know, often a mother would feel unseen. You don't even know I'm here anymore. Unappreciated. Not remembered. I've heard mothers tell me. I don't even feel like... I, they don't even remember me anymore. I am forgotten. So the despair, I would think, of, of this uh, experience is intense. That's a very lonely feeling, thinking your children forsook you and forgot you. Probably didn't. But moms feel that way sometimes. Mom gets left out. She doesn't get consulted anymore. Boy, when they were a baby, they, wanted, they wouldn't get out of her lap. Now that they've grown up and they're adults, they hardly have the time. They're surely not going to ask her advice. Not loved. That, God forbid any of us would fall prey to that, would we? No. You know, the Bible says in Deuteronomy 27, 16, Cursed be he that setteth light by his father or his mother. These strong words. God says if you take your, your parents lightly, you're bringing a curse on yourself. Now I know this is Old Testament law. Taking them for granted. Taking them lightly. Maybe mocking them a little as they get a little older. Making fun of them in old age. That's why I said in, in Sunday school, or a little earlier, you know, children are to obey their parents, but adults are to honor thy father and thy mother. If you want it to go well with you, you follow Jesus' plan that He always sets and honor thy father and thy mother. So once again, we learn from the Great One, the Lord Jesus Christ here. What does it say? Of all the things going on, he saw his mother. He saw her. Could have easily, in his sufferings, left her out. But his concern left him. And he saw what she was enduring. And he cared for her. And the weight of the world still being upon him, he still remembered his mom. And we always think, I can't, I don't have time for mom. I'm in school. You can always have time for mom. I don't have time for mom. I'm trying to build my career. 
Jesus is dying on the cross. Had time for his mother. I'm trying to build my own family. Mom had her chance. You can always have time for mother. I have my own friends. But you still have your mother. Well, I've got my own dreams, my own ambitions. You can, there still ought to be time for mother. Jesus saw her. And what's interesting is He cared about her well-being and He cared about what? Her future. Because He's gone. He's leaving this day. He saw her. What does this tell us? The connection was still there. From birth to death, the connection is still strong. He's caring about her security. He's caring about her provision. He wants her to be taken care of. I'll say today, you know, behold thy mother. Sons and daughters, see your mom. She cared for you. Now it's your turn. Did you know it says in 1 Timothy 5 verse 4, we are to requite our parents. We are to requite our parents. Now what does that mean? You're going to make an exchange. You're going to pay them back. The best you can, you're going to, it's your turn to care for them now. And I know a lot of times we care for our aged parents more than, it almost seems like we care for them more than they did for us as a child. It's doubtful. Very doubtful. But, there's a possibility there. It's like Apostle Paul said, there's an equality taking place of caring. There's a, you know, the balance of life. We often wonder why. Is it life the way it is? It's to keep that connection with your parents from birth to death and actually even beyond the grave. You know, this is Mother's Day. Will you see her? Will you remember her? Will you behold your mother? I, will you go see her? Now maybe you can't go see her, but can you see her in your mind and in your heart and think about her? Will you look at her in consideration as Jesus did His own mother and consider her life? And it goes well beyond one day, Mother's Day, Will you consider your mom? And last, I want to consider one last truth here. Look at verse 26. When Jesus therefore saw His mother and the disciple standing by, there, somebody else has moved in. If you notice, first mom moves in and she's standing by the cross. Her sister is there, which would be Jesus' aunt according to the flesh. She's there. And then his faithful follower, Mary Magdalene, has moved in close. Someone else has come in. His name's John. John the Apostle, though they said here, the one Jesus loved, he has moved up close to the cross. When others wouldn't even want to be known to be with him. These are the faithful ones right here. And it says, Jesus therefore saw his mother. He looked in. In the midst of all the going on, you know, if we, had, we can't comprehend what he was going through. But he did look down and he saw his mother. 
And the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, he took her unto his own house. I often wonder, where are the brothers? Did you know Jesus had a brother named James? Jesus had a brother named Joseph. Jesus had a brother named Judas. Jesus had another brother named Simeon. We know that he had four half-brothers because they weren't fathers. of they, weren't, they didn't have the same daddy. Jesus was the Son of God. These were his half-brothers. And I often wonder why Jesus is going to commit his mother to his faithful follower over her own sons. Very interesting to think about. Where are these men? Nowhere to be found. And honestly, some of these men came to become great Christian men. Actually, James became the pastor of the church of Jerusalem. John. John the Beloved. He's standing by the cross. And Jesus put his mother in the care of a disciple. Not a son. Why? He's loyal. He's understanding. He commits his care to his own mother to a trusted follower over his brothers. You know why? Loyalty, to God especially, is much more preferred than relation. Much more. Proverbs 29.21 says, He that delicately bringeth up his servant from a child shall have him become his son at the length a faithful servant can be found, can move into family status. We know this to be true. This happened with John. A faithful servant, the Bible says Moses was a servant faithful in all of his house. Listen to this verse. Proverbs 17, 2. A wise servant shall have rule over a son that causeth shame and shall have part of the inheritance among the brethren. How amazing is that? A wise servant who's a faithful follower, loyalty and trust is much more preferred than relation. Goes back to the ultimate example. This is Mother's Day. Jesus is, perf Jesus is Caring for the future of his mother. Mary was there. John was there. He beheld them both. He committed them to each other. But, but it's, it's interesting. Mother's Day. Jesus is there. Mother's there. They beheld one another. They were there from one another until the very death. Now, all I'm asking today is, is, is Mother's Day, as we go throughout Mother's Day, this isn't just a day. This is a way of life, of honoring your father and your mother. Because God said it'll go well with you on the earth, and also that your days may be long upon the earth. So there's a double, there's a double benefit there to those who will honor their parents. It's a blessing. It's not a curse. It's a blessing. So what you have is this perfect balance of consideration, 
of requiting our parents, paying them back the best we can when you know there's no way you can, remembering her, honoring her, and then providing for her when you cannot. That's good. That's a good son or daughter right there. And we learn that from Jesus Christ Himself. Will you behold your mother today as Jesus did His? Remember, isn't it interesting how we as humans are, we, we, we always tend to remember the bad and forget the good. It's just human nature. But I think you can reverse that and remember the good and forget the bad. Especially at certain times that call for it when we need to, which is you know, times of wisdom. Will you behold your mother today? Let's bow our heads as we close out the service.